With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. I know we we talk about our preferred drinks quite often on the show. It's kind of a a thing of ours. But I I don't recall either of us having uh, ever been drinking wine on the show. Are you a fan of wine at all? Um, I am. I, I drink more wine like during the winter. Um, I, I'm not a big just because I'm a big red wine drinker, like specifically like either Cab or Merlot, and that doesn't uh, lend itself well during the summer. But yeah, you know, during the winter, I'll I'll pour a glass of wine after work or something, or especially like if we're eating Italian or or maybe a, a nice steak at home or something, something that pairs well with wine. But yeah, every once in a while. What about you? Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I from having worked in restaurants for so long. And, and working at, at a few upscale ones, like you, you, you have to learn a lot about it and there's no learning about it without, you know, partaking and somewhat developing a taste for it. So, right. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely got a taste for it. And wife and I have even been to Napa a couple of times and that was a, a whole lot of fun. Just, oh, nice. you know, getting to, to actually go through the wineries and, and see the whole production process. Uh, I mean, obviously they're they're not in there stomping on grapes anymore like they used to in years past, but right. uh, kind of refined it over the years. But um, I mean, you know why they did that, right? You know why they why they stomp on stomped on grapes to to make it. Uh, not a better option, I guess. Why? Yeah, I mean, well, when you stomp on grapes, um, they 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 let out a little wine. Oh, for God's sake! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast with your hosts, Riley's Race and the Big Chop Man. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. How you doing today, Cam? What? Shaking, Megan. Oh, not too much. Not too much. Uh, what, are you, what are you drinking today? I'm actually, uh, first time for the show, I am drinking a Shiner Bock out of Shiner, Texas. Swing Ooh. a beer for the working man. Yeah, yeah, that is a, a well-known Texas beer. Everyone, I, uh, I, I, once upon a time worked in an area that that was uh, pretty heavy with oil workers in, up in Pennsylvania. So okay. everybody had relocated from Texas. And the uh, the club that I was managing at the time, we had to stock Shinerbach at all times because everybody from Texas, that's that's what they expect in beer. You know, it, it's funny that I really didn't start seeing it on shelves here locally until like maybe two or three years ago. Um, and I'll pick it up every once in a while. I mean, it, it's a it's a good beer. It's a very serviceable beer. But yeah, it's definitely one of those big regional things that 
um, I think is now really starting to, you know, spread out. But yeah, good beer. Schneiderbach. Check it out. Awesome. What about you? What are you drinking at night? Uh, I am back on the uh, I, I cracked back open that bottle of Akashi Japanese whiskey. Hataraku Danse no Tame no Suki no Nomimono. All right. That's a swig of whiskey for the working man in Japanese. You did not translate. I absolutely that. looked that up. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Swear hand to God, that is real <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> Boy, you uh you just never know what kind of culture you're gonna get here on this fine podcast when you tune in. That is I, 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 I'm very proud of myself for that one. And I actually got through it without fumbling over the words. Not yeah, going to lie. Yeah. I practiced that about 47 times before we got on this call. That's hilarious. Well, you certainly had enough time to practice it with Skype acting the way it is tonight. Yes, we have a lovely weather system coming through the Southeast United States right now. And uh, yeah. internet connection between North Carolina and, uh, and North Georgia is not the best at the moment. So, if we get this to you on time, it's going to be miraculous. Indeed. <laughs> but speaking of drinks, Chatting Average is brought to you by Sports Drink, platform for tons of great podcasts, including our friends Doc and Dylan over at the Platinum Sombrero, who you can also find on Spotify Greenroom. If you've uh, if you heard us our show last week. We were talking about Locker Room. Locker Room's been rebranded as Spotify Green Room. Uh, it's the same thing. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform where you can actually interact with the hosts of the show as they're hosting. So it, it basically takes all the podcasts that you know and love and, and turns them into live interactive platforms, which is really cool. Uh, Dylan does theirs for the Platinum Sombrero every Thursday night. And you never know, you might catch me or Cam on there on any given night. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So so what have you been up to this weekend? <laughs> oh, boy. It has been a baseball kind of week here for Mr. Cam Matthews. I've uh, been calling a lot of games this week, including a doubleheader yesterday, which was an absolute blast. Nice. What, it, was it? It, it was, uh, it was hot as Hades, but yeah, it was great. What it, is it seven innings, uh, the high school games, or...? Are they doing well, that? So, so we're we're into uh, we're into the collegiate league uh, now. Uh, high high school has completed, but yes, it, it, but they they still play by MLB rules. So seven inning doubleheader. So I called fourteen innings of baseball uh, yesterday. I was on air. Uh, I thought about it earlier today. I was on air from three forty five yesterday afternoon to about ten thirty last night. Good lord! Yeah, your boy how, can talk for a while. How did like like? Your voice has recovered nicely. I, uh, yeah, I feel like if helps. I talked for that long, uh, especially being the only one on the air, yeah. I, I don't think I'd have a voice for about a week. I was a little raspy this morning when I got up, but, you know, you, you warm up, you drink some coffee, you take it easy throughout the day, enjoy some adult beverages in the afternoon by the pool. Hey, nice. ride as rain, brother. Nice. And and you you you... When we were talking before we started recording, you were alluding to some sort of Mexican food-related story yes. uh, that you had stemming from your doubleheader. Uh, and Correct. I'm incredibly curious to hear what this is about. 
All right, so uh, first off, the team that I call for swept the doubleheader. It was great. They came from behind in both games. Game one, they were about, they were down five and still won. Game two, they were down four and still won. Uh, there was a home run hit in both games, so that's always a blast to call. Uh, so a good evening at the ballpark. Uh, so by the time I wrap up on air by, you know, 1030 or so, I pack up all of my equipment, close up the booth, you know, make the trek to my car. At this point, it's approaching 11 o'clock, right? I know back home, my girls are already in bed asleep by that point. Um, so I know I am on my own to figure out something to eat. And obviously at 11 o'clock, I don't feel like going home and cooking anything. So I figure, well, I'll hit a drive through and what's open that late at night? Uh, well, for one, Taco Bell is open. So I thought, you know, Taco Bell sounds like a winner. So I don't I, uh, know if I've ever thought that thought. Well, you're not me, Alex. <laughs> Do you not have a steak and shake handy cam? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You're right. You're right. That time of night in my, my neck of the woods, it's either... Uh, Gosh, once you get past 10 o'clock, it's either uh, Cookout, Taco Bell, or McDonald's. I know Those you are... have Waffle House, Cam. Don't lie to the people. Yeah, but I'm not going to go, like, get a to-go order at Waffle House. I was looking to hit a drive through and go home <laughs> at that point. Like, I was tired. So, Taco Bell sounded like a winner because they had the shortest line of those three drive through joints uh, that were still open. So, I pull into Taco Bell, and I make my way through the parking lot around the building. I start to pull up to the sign when I notice two individuals standing at the sign now walking toward my car. As my headlights hit them, I realize they're wearing baseball uniforms. What? Oh, they're wearing uniforms of the team that just got swept in the doubleheader and is on their way back home now. So they approach my car. Hang with me. I roll my window down. Keep in mind, these are college-age kids. I roll my window down. I'm like, hey, what's going on, guys? And they were like, hey, can we ask you a big favor? We'll pay for the food, but we just got off the bus. They won't let us order because we're not in a car. And at that point, Taco <laughs> Bell had, and at that point, Taco Bell had already closed their dining room, right? So they were only serving drive-through. So I'm like, among, who, whomst amongst us hasn't tried to walk through a drive-through at some point? <laughs> In our lives. <laughs> Those who have not tried cast the first burrito. Yeah. It's <laughs> every... uh, that was very sacrilegious. We still have the so cheesy that... potato burrito. That was elite. That was elite. The uh, the, the cheesy bean and rice burrito is, is, is top notch as well. Top notch as well. And it's a dollar. Can't beat that. Um, so anyway, like, and so he's explaining this, and then the other guy pipes up, and he was like, yeah, we just got finished uh, uh, playing a game over at And I cut him off, and I'm like, yeah, I was just calling your guys' games on the radio this evening. And both of them lose it. They just start laughing because they didn't know who I was. They didn't see me before the game or anything. So they had no idea who I was. So somehow this small coincidence I'm in, I end up being the one pulling up, you know, to help them out with their order. And uh, he, and the other guy makes the comment, well, you already feel bad enough for us after tonight, so can you help us out? <laughs> <laughs> so it's going places in life. So I pull up to I pull up to the menu. They're literally standing like beside my driver's side door, 
like whispering to me what they want. I order for him. Kid pulls out his debit card, hands it to me, and he was like, here, just use this to cover all of it. We'll see you around back at the front of the line. I was like, all right, no problem. So pay for the food, get it. I pull around to the front of the store. There they stand on the sidewalk. I, I divvy out their food and drinks to them and shake their hands, and they're, they're on their way uh, off, to, off to the bus in the parking lot over because where the bus parked, there's like those three restaurants I mentioned are all kind of like right there in a row with each other. And so everybody had kind of split up to go their separate ways. And these were the only two that tried Taco Bell. Uh, so yeah, yeah, this is a fun little, fun little quinky dink. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, Cam Matthews, good guy. <laughs> never, <laughs> never, let uh, the people know Cam. Let, let them know that if good you guy, are without good a good guy, Cam in that's the building. It. That's it. Let let them know that if you are ever at Taco Bell and don't have a car to order your food, by golly, I will order it for you as long as you hand me your debit card and pay for it all. Um. So anyone listening, feel free to uh, to DM Cam, uh, get his uh, get his Venmo info. Uh, someone buy this guy some Taco Bell. Hey. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't mind it. But, hey, you can help us out with Taco Bell money by signing up for our Patreon. Yes! Hell of a segue, Cam. Tell That's right. Alex, patreon.com slash podcast. We have additional content on there for you, including our very first pilot episode, which we never actually released. So if you want to hear Alex and I completely overthink a podcast, by golly, we've got the show for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we were went, so we, like we went from overthinking a show as much as you possibly can to whatever the polar opposite of that is yeah like we literally jump on a skype call and say all right what are we talking about <laughs> there's hey there's some prep yeah like hit the record button yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, there's also some uh, some holiday special episodes on there for you. We had a we had a Thanksgiving episode last year. We had a movie watch along with the Christmas classic Jingle All the Way. So you oh, know, man, I holiday... forgot about that. That feels like eons ago. No kidding. Uh, we also have an uncensored show, which was like literally anything and everything we wanted to talk about uncensored. It's pretty great like a few more cuss words than i normally throw around and actually alex cusses on the show too so uh if you ever <laughs> you ever want to hear alex butler mr clean shoes himself cuss here on the podcast um i've i've never I, i've not only have i never been called mr clean shoes i've never heard the phrase mr clean shoes in all my days on this earth yeah, I'm pretty sure I just made it up. <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm, as soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm putting that in my Twitter bio. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Clint <laughs> uh, I think we have our episode title for this week. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Mr. Clean but, Shoes. Um, be- before we get too much further, um, so lately we've been sticking pretty closely to uh, you know, Braves and Braves-related news when it comes to baseball. But yeah. there there have been some, some goings-on in the past week for baseball as a whole that 
that that we we need to address to some extent. Oh. So, uh, so Cam, uh, yes. give me your thoughts on sticky stuff. Goo. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so everybody, everybody does it, right? Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Um, and and so the the person the person whose word I'm taking as gospel in this whole situation, um, sure as hell ain't Trevor Bauer or Tyler Glass now or 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 anyone else like that. It's Peter by God Moylan because he's no longer affiliated with Major League Baseball. Uh, he right, has right. He has nothing to gain or lose with his comments, whereas most of these other guys who are making more notable commentary, uh, they do. So um, Peter went on a uh, like a four or five minute rant about it the other day. He was talking about how, you know, he he started and uh, and and he started totally clean in the league and they were using one type of ball. And he got all of his pitches figured out with it. Uh, and he, you know, he, he got to the point where he knew what his pitches were going to do. And he knew what each of his pitches looked like. He knew how to get a sinker to sink and so on and so forth. Uh, and then he got injured. He was he was out for a while. And and then when he came back, the baseball was using a new ball. Right. And, and none of his pitches were doing what they were expected to be doing or what he had grown accustomed to his pitches doing. Like he said his, his sinker would cut and his, his cutter would sink. And there was just no way of him knowing what each of these balls he was throwing was going to do. So, so he said what he went to was, you know, what over the last week has become uh, a pretty well-known method of pitchers gripping the ball which is basically loading up like their arm or their forehead or the back of their neck or something with suntan lotion or su- or some kind of uh, like spray on sunscreen or something. Suntan lotion, good for me. <laughs> Sorry. And, and then they they get some suntan lotion and they get some rosin and they kind of mix it together on their fingertips and that's what gives them the the grip they need on the ball. Um, now. He was saying that doing this had had very little effect on, you know, spin rate. It didn't improve a pitcher's performance. It didn't make an average pitcher a great pitcher. It just allowed you to to grip this newer ball a little bit better and and make the pitch you were supposed to make. Now, he went on to say that, you know, from there, as with, you know, just about everything in life, you give someone an inch and they take a mile. So it grew to the point where where people were using all of these crazy substances like spider tack, um, which is now uh, a, which is a thing that I didn't know existed a week and a half ago. Um, it sounds like like an early 2000s band. Yes. Oh, like. Man. Like like we're hey hey we're going to the the Boogaloo Festival stained and spider tack and trapped are gonna be there. <laughs> I would mosh so hard at a spider tack concert. <laughs> <laughs> what what is spider tack? 
So I'm lo- I'm looking at it and I literally don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, essentially, it's a substance made to be sticky. That is that is it. Um, it's it's kind of difficult for me to explain because um, working in 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 uh, tennis equipment uh, and, and retail like I do, you know, tack is a very normal thing. Apparently, and, it's used quite a bit in um, like professional like powerlifting and strongman stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's any anywhere where where grip is important, where you need to be able to grip a ball or in this case a tennis racket or something like that. Anywhere where grip is important, there is there is some tacky thing used. Yeah, and so so like I I sell things called tacky towels, which are these just incredible ugly towels with terrible patterns on them. <laughs> they, get it? They're these incredibly sticky towels that <laughs> that basically get your hand ungodly sticky so that you can hold on to a tennis racket, not have to worry about it flying out of your hand, but also not have to grip it so hard that you're hurting your arm. Right. Um, because in in the world of tennis, and I'm I'm relating this to baseball very closely, just because it's it's what I know very well. In the world of tennis, uh, everyone, whether you play the game or not, you've heard of tennis elbow. Right. Um, over gripping a tennis racket, whether it be because your grip is slick, or or your grip size is too small or too large, squeezing that tennis racket too hard is what causes tennis elbow or is one thing that can cause tennis elbow or shoulder tendonitis or any of the other arm issues that come along with the game. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you want to be able to hold it with roughly the same pressure that you shake someone's hand with. If you're not that asshole who tries to cut off the circulation in someone else's hand, but that's another story for another day. Um, but it's, it's very important to be able to have uh, a confident grip on whatever you're holding without having to squeeze it that hard. Um, and, and there have been Firmly some players. Firmly grasp have, it. They, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I let you tell your story. Um, <laughs> there, okay. There, there have been a lot of players coming out at, that have been saying that, uh, like, uh, I'll use Tyler Glass now as the example um, he has now, uh, it's, it's come out that he has a partial tear of his UCL ligament in his elbow and, and he blamed the fact that he had to stop using, uh, whatever substance it was that was giving him a better grip on the ball. And a lot of people reacted as though that was the most ridiculous thing they've ever heard when from, from, from my personal experience in the line of work I'm in, that is a perfectly reasonable explanation. Um, if you are having to, to squeeze that ball extra hard to, to keep your grip on it while also exerting all of the muscles in your arm to a maximum extent, you are now putting extra pressure on every single ligament involved in that motion. So, I 
I, I, I really think there's something to this and not to mention the fact that, that players have been using substances to enhance their grip on the ball as long as baseball has existed. Yep. Um, and I, I, I don't even know where we go from here. MLB came out and, and basically said that, uh, there are no approved substances for, for grip enhancement other than using a rosin bag, um, which in and of itself does not enhance grip in any way. All that it does is, is dry out your hand, um, right. which would actually be counterproductive to gaining grip on the ball. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're going to, they're going to have an automatic 10 game suspension for any player that has been caught using a foreign substance to grip the ball. Um, and, and my fear and the fear of a lot of major league pitchers right now is that because of this, there are, there's going to be a massive uptick in arm injuries, uh, which is the last thing baseball needs right now, given the issues the game as a whole is already facing with, with big name players going down with injuries left and right. Right. So, so I, re- I really don't know where we go from here. I mean, I, I, the hopefully we get through this season without any catastrophic injury and, and they can, you know, negotiate something in the CBA that's coming up in the next off season to where there is, you know, an approved substance, whether, whether it be, you know, sunscreen and rosin or spider tack, whatever it is, just make it uniform across the board. But I can't imagine the new CBA is going to happen without there being some kind of, uh, sticky lockout for pitchers. Um, I'm, I mean, let's be real here. There's probably going to be a lockout. Hey MLB, can you make uh, make the game easier to watch for for folks in particular regions? Well, actually, we're gonna uh, we're gonna make doubleheader seven innings. No, 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 that's great, that's great and all. But uh, seriously, can you make the games easier to watch for people? Well, Spider Tack is the devil, and we're gonna eliminate it. Oh my God, it's, <sighs> it's the, the oh, priorities man. of the, the the priorities of this league are astounding. Sometimes it's it's it, really remarkable. You know, glaring problems, and yet we're gonna try this. Like I, I don't know. I, I I don't get it. Also can we agree that being sticky is like the worst? Oh, it, it totally is. Like like, you know, I'll I'll go, you know, I'll go work on an engine all day long, get, you know, greasy and dirty, or, you know, I'll I'll work out in a field, get dusty, you know, dirty or whatever. But if my pinky so much as graces the side of a syrup bottle and gets a dollop of syrup on it, I've oh, had to wow. I have to immediately wash my hands. That is, it's the worst. You might as well get in the shower and just start your whole damn day all over. Cut my hand off, my God! <laughs> <laughs> it is the worst. So but yeah, the fact that these these pitchers are voluntarily doing that to themselves should tell you how important it actually is. <laughs> But I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, be, I believe Moylan when he says that there are people who are taking it too far. Um, a substance like spider tack, uh, from what I've seen, looks to be like taking it to a ridiculous extent to where it is increasing spin rates and and whatnot. Like you can, 
you can see there are some pitchers whose spin rates are, are falling off a cliff right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, looking at you, Trevor Bauer. But, <laughs> but He's looking at you, too, but only with one eye open. Right. But there, there's got to be a happy medium somewhere. There, there's just got to be. Um, yeah. You've, you've I mean, got... and, and honestly, you've, you've heard uh, you've heard bat, you know, position players say it before that they'd rather know that a guy has some extra control on his pitch than is just slinging it up there at him, not knowing where it's going to go. Exactly. I mean, look at how many players get hit to to a dangerous extent when pitchers could grip the ball that like they knew they could with these substances like when, like. When when you take that out of the equation, no one knows where the ball is going to go. Nope. But I digress. <sighs> so do you have any plans for April of 2022? Because uh, watching baseball ain't going to be in it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what what about your plans for uh, for next week, Cam? uh oh oh yeah we've got a we got a fun show uh coming up next week but don't you worry about that you go and enjoy your trip alex mentally i am already on vacation Uh, i hear (laughs) you very nice it's it's been all i've been thinking about i i just uh about two days ago um, got tickets to go see my favorite band at my favorite venue, Red Rocks in Colorado. Oh, uh, man. Oh, you're going to go see Spider Tag? I'm going to go see Spider Tag. Girl. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, if uh, I, I'm sure those of you who have listened to more than a couple of episodes would recognize the uh, the first of the two songs in our opening theme. Uh, that I, I, is... I still couldn't tell you who that's performing. like i honestly don't know i don't remember to this point so you'd recognize the music though that's the important part that is a band called widespread panic a band that's there it is one of my favorites uh and uh and and for those of you who have who are not familiar with red rocks amphitheater in morrison colorado it is in red rocks national park and it is a naturally occurring amphitheater um to where there are these two gigantic bright red rocks that enclose this this area, and they put a stage at the bottom. And it's one of the few venues I've seen where, uh, like, the front row is at stage level, and everything else goes straight up from there. Nice. Uh, which is which is pretty unique. But the it, there's something about the the way sounds bounce off of those rocks it is just it is an absolutely magical place uh it's an idyllic setting you can see downtown denver on the horizon behind the uh behind the stage which is really cool um and i i also haven't been to a concert in probably close to two years now so i'm very very excited uh for this trip um so yeah so that is not that is that is not true that is not true you went to a concert last summer with doc that wasn't okay i did and tell me i'm wrong you technically are you gonna tell me i'm wrong you're technically not wrong okay thank you 
<laughs> and there's That's no better way to be right than on a technicality. So I'll give this one to you. But I got uh, that just it it you know for for those of you who are live music junkies like myself, there's there's a certain itch that being in the crowd at a concert just scratches the right way. And going to a drive-in concert, uh, let alone one in a uh, hurricane-style downpour with active tornadoes in the area, um, it just wasn't it. It wasn't it at all. So uh, while I was technically at a concert, uh, it just it, it didn't do it for me. Man, so you're saying you didn't have a great time with Doc? What a terrible, awful <laughs> friend you are. <laughs> I, I had more fun walking around the streets of Hampton, Georgia, uh, drunkenly wandering into a Waffle House after the concert, once the rain okay. passed with Doc, than I had with Doc at the concert. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm really just on one tonight, so. <laughs> well, while Cam's on one, yes. what do you say we jump right into his signature segment, This Week in Baseball History? Let's do it. All right. We're going to jump into this week in baseball history. As always, you can find these facts at nationalpastime.com. And the week we're going to be looking at is June 21st through the 27th. Our first fact comes to us from June 21st, 2001. Returning to the major leagues after a stint with the Newark Bears of the Independent Atlantic League, Friend of the show, Jose Canseco, starts as a designated hitter for the White Sox. The former All-Star, who has 446 home runs, 23rd of all time, didn't get any offers after being released by the Angels in the spring. Alex. Cam. Jose Canseco. Friend of the show. Played. Friend of the show. That's right. That's right. Friend of the show. Jose Canseco played with seven different major league teams in a regular season stint across his career from 85 to 2001. Who were the teams? Oh my God. (laughs) Or how many can you name? Not many. Um, Okay. So we got angels and white Sox, right? Uh, Actually, no, the the angels do not count because he was released during spring training. So he never actually made the big league club. Ooh. Okay. So, so white Sox, white Sox. Correct. Rangers. Correct. There's, there's two. Athletics. Three. Angels, White Sox, Athletics. Who else? I could cheat and look it up, but I'm not going to do that. Don't do that. We have integrity here. Um, Damn it. Integrity. Um, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> this is tough, isn't it? Really it's is. set. Is seven teams more than you thought it would be? Yes. Expos? Uh, no. The other Canadian team? Yes. Okay. The Blue Jays. Yep. I, I right, knew so there's four for a Canadian team. I didn't know which. Okay, so we have four. There's four. Four. You got three more. Um, did he play for the Yankees at one point? He did in the year 2000. You are correct. There's five. Two more. Okay, we got five. Um, did he, did he pull like a Wade Boggs and go to Tampa Bay? He did. Yes. Six. Six. Okay. I got he, one he, more. 
one more. Uh, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stick with the AL, and I'm gonna say Kansas City. Eh. Nope. Minnesota. Nope. Where? Uh, Boston. Can Seiko play for the Red Sox? From 95 to 96, he sure I, did. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. So uh, he played with the Athletics from 85 I, to 96. I got to say, I did significantly better than I expected to do. Yeah. The uh, the Blue Jays is the one that I, I definitely would not have gotten. I remember um, him playing in a blue uniform, and, and I figured it was one of the Canada teams. It was just my second guess instead of my first. Uh. Tampa Bay, I did remember because he did pull like a Wade Boggs stunt and play for them in the later part of his career. Um, I did forget he played for the Yankees, albeit I believe for like a partial season in 2000. That was an Uh, educated guess, just like he had a big name and that was a period of time where the Yankees would just throw money at anyone with a big name. Yeah, he played, and so he had two different stints with the Athletics. He played there from '85 to '92. Then he also played there again in '97. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So two different stints. So he had eight different major league stints with seven teams. Well, there you go. There's there's a fun fact uh, about friend of the show Jose Canseco. All right, our next fact comes to us from June 23rd, 1946, so 75 years ago this week. At the Polo Grounds, Eddie Watkiss and Marv Rickert hit back-to-back inside-the-park home runs in the fourth inning. The Cubs, however, still lose to the Giants 15-10. The Polo Grounds was a wacky place. I I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm sure you do. <laughs> what was the last inside the park home run that wasn't like off of some tremendous error? Oh man, I don't remember a lot of them. Um, Ichiro have one in an All Star game one year. Did he really? Didn't he? That do sounds that? like something Ichiro would do. I don't remember specifically if he did, but he would. Uh, uh, yep, he hit an inside-the-park home run at the 2007 All-Star Game. I mean, what what counts as an egregious error? Does does letting the ball bounce off the wall, like, 100 feet from where you're standing count as an error? No, it doesn't, because if it, if it plays, I mean, like, if a ball takes a tricky hop, that's typically not an error. Um, it's, you know, an error is usually if it's something that you could have controlled but didn't. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Now, now, now I've got to look up like a list of inside the park home runs because. Wait, wasn't I, there one? Oh, Billy Hamilton just had one like last week. Of course he did. Yeah. Of course old, he did. Who else Boone would Howard have himself? Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton. Huh. Alcides Escobar had a inside the park home run. Hamilton, I can run fast. Yeah, uh, Alcides Escobar had an inside-the-park home run in the 2015 World Series against the Mets. Played for the Royals at the time. Didn't remember that. Wow. And, and that was the first inside-the-park home run in a World Series game since 1929. That's a super Mets thing to do, is allow an inside-the-parker. 
yeah, so there have been, let's see, 10 inside the park home runs to, to occur in the World Series. Okay? 1903, 1903, 1915, 1916, 1923, 1926, 1928, that's hilarious. All right, our next fact comes to us from June 25th, 2007. A distraught spectator jumps onto the field and charges the mound toward Bob Howery after the Cub reliever blows an 8-3 ninth inning lead to Colorado at Wrigley Field, making it within a few feet of his intended target before security guards tackle him. The right-hander gets the win when Alfonso Soriano hits a game-ending two-run single in the bottom of the frame to give Chicago an improbable 10-9 victory. All right, so look, I am not encouraging such behavior when your team's bullpen blows a lead, but I kind of understand where you're coming from. Why not? Yeah, you know, blowing the lead sucks. Uh, I I can't imagine anyone enjoys it. No, no. Well, I mean, the other team, I'm sure, enjoys uh, enjoys getting back in front. But no, not fun. Not fun. But man, this is this was just 14 years ago. An old boy tried to charge the mound from the stands. <laughs> I mean, this is something like you read about, like in the 20s of like, you know, Fletcher Fleeman is on the mound and unfortunately blows Fletcher the Fleeman. I don't know. I tried to come up with the most old school name I could think of. I don't know. That's that's brilliant. I love it. All right. Our last fact comes to us from June 27th, 1986. The Reds catch Robbie Thompson four times trying to steal a base, setting a major league record for nailing the same player in one game. The second baseman's futile attempts don't matter when the Giants beat Cincinnati 7-6 in the 12-inning contest played at Riverfront Stadium. <laughs> well, if there's one thing you can say about Robbie Thompson, he is tenacious and he tries his best. He, he does. He does. <laughs> he got caught stealing four times in one he game. He is not going to let being caught stealing stop him from trying to steal. No way. And you know what they say, if you don't succeed, then try, try, try again, and you probably still haven't succeeded. <laughs> That's... Well, that has been uh, <laughs> that has been this week in baseball history. But hey, Alex, you know, coming up this upcoming week, and actually, by the time you hear this episode, we'll already be past it, but we're recording the night before, so we can still throw this in there. It's Father's Day this week. Hey, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Boy, I tell you. Father's Happy Day. Happy Father's is... Day to you specifically, Cam. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate that as the You're resident top, dad of the show. Top five fathers in the world in my book. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. That is awesome. Where does uh, where does Donahue rank? Um, it's not Grandfather's Day. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember we did determine that he could be my dad. He could, yeah. So, hey, yeah, yeah. happy birthday, Jeff. Yeah, ha- happy happy birthday. Happy, birthday. happy Father's Day. Oh, my God. I mean, he's had so many uh, so many Jeff, birthdays, it's hard to keep. really good, by the way. 
Well, anyway, Father's Day is a great day to, you know, get out there, throw some steaks on the grill. And guess what? Sponsor of Chatting Average, Kansas City Steaks, wants to make sure that you have your best grilling season ever. So visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order with free shipping using code SD at checkout. Hey, Alex, you like uh, what, what, what kind of what kind of steak cuts do you like? I'm I'm a ribeye guy. They got them. You like filet mignon? I do. They got them. You like prime rib? Of course. They got them. Boy, I tell you, you go to KansasCitySteaks.com. Enjoy their butter tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, as you all know, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. That sounds like pretty useful knowledge. No kidding. Well, this week in baseball history might be a bit of useless knowledge, but use that knowledge as you will. All right, we're going to be right back to take a look at the last week for the Atlanta Braves and preview the week ahead. All right, we don't have too many games to talk about this week uh, because of some inclement weather during the week and the fact that we recorded on Sunday night last week. Uh, But we've got a few. Uh, We had the two games set, the culmination of our four games with the Boston Red Sox this season. And, uh, well... Let's look on the bright side. The offense made some noise. Yeah. Scored 16 runs in two games. Couldn't <clears throat> be too mad at that. No, no. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, Boston scored 20 in two games. Exactly. Yeah. Both games ended with the same final score of 10 to 8. Uh, took very different routes to get there. Uh, with the, the Red Sox scoring four in the first in the first game of this series. And there was really no looking back from there. The uh, the closest the Braves were ever ever able to make it in that one um, was going to be they tied it up in the sixth at seven. And uh, yeah, it, it just the the bullpen didn't handle it well. You know, yeah, no. you, you put Chris Martin in in the eighth <clears throat> with a tie ball game, and you really have pretty high expectations from him. And he goes ahead and allows three earned runs. We got high hopes. I'm sorry. (laughs) Basically sealing the loss for the Braves. Braves did manage to... High in the pie in the sky. High hopes. I hope nobody's at their desk listening to this podcast right now. All out of your system now. Sure. Sure. Um, the, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was a tough game, not only because the Braves lost, but because, uh, friend of the show, Tucker Davidson, um, got in the third inning with what they identified as left forearm tightness. Now I've watched enough baseball to know that. Nine times out of ten, tightness in the forearm of your throwing arm leads to some sort of elbow surgery that keeps you out of the game for a long time. Now, we are several days days removed from this having happened. 
He was only placed on the 10-day IL, and they they said that the the MRIs didn't show any structural damage. So uh, I think we can we can you know be somewhat positive about this and expect to see him back this season. Although at the same time, you know I'm 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 not holding my breath on that. I'm very nervous about about Tucker and, and him coming out with with this kind of an injury. Yeah, it is of um it is of some solid concern for me, unfortunately. It was it was one of those things and I, I feel like anytime we've seen pitchers go down during a start, you can you can almost see it coming because there's uh, a steady noticeable decline in their velocity. So like Tucker started out the game in the in the 93 to 95 range on his fastball where he normally sits second inning he's he's in the low 90s third inning he's struggling to get out of the high 80s and and i remember get <clears throat> uh, if it was last year or the season before when uh when when Freed was out for for an extended period of time, it was it was the exact same thing with him. Like you know his his fastball normally sits in the mid to high 90s, and and it we just you know over the course of two or three starts we watched his average fastball go from like 96 97 to 93 94 to 90 91, and by the time we got to the the latter of those we we, we knew something was up. Yeah, don't like it. Don't like it at all. Um, so I would rather them be more cautious than anything at this point, and maybe it's time to give Bryce Wilson another crack at it. Yeah. So it, it hopefully, hopefully, it is what they say it is. It's just a, a strain of the forearm and nothing more, and we get to see him back here in another week or so. We'll see what happens. Thinking about you, buddy. We're we're all in for for Tucker Davidson's comeback run. We love you, baby. <laughs> all right. Well, that was the Tuesday game. Going into the Wednesday game, uh, you know, we allowed four runs in the first inning to the Red Sox on Tuesday. On Wednesday, you know, we did twice as well. We only allowed two runs to the Red Sox in the first inning. So once again, we are playing from behind. We, we, you know, we, we caught back up and just like the night before in the fifth inning, we, we tied the game at six, uh, even took the lead in the sixth inning going up seven to six before totally imploding in the seventh. Uh, this time it was Shane Green rather than, uh, Chris Martin allowing three earned runs to essentially seal it for the Red Sox. Uh, Red Sox win 10 to eight. Atlanta tacks on an extra run in the ninth inning in garbage time. It's pretty identical to the game. It's kind of scary how identical it was to the game before. And we have blocked Mayor Lobster's number. <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping to hear from him. Um, Not tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh, one, one cool thing. And, and, you know, always got to reach a little bit to, to pull a cool thing out of a loss. But, one cool thing was that with the open roster spot from Tucker going down, we got to see Kyle Muller get called up to the bigs for the first time ever. 
And, you know, just like Tucker last season in his first outing, Kyle didn't have a great outing. Uh, he pitched an inning. He, they allowed four hits, two earned runs. You know, it, was, it wasn't a great outing. Who cares? This kid is going to be very, very good. And I was excited just to see him on the mound in the big leagues. Uh, I mean, if nothing else, it's cool to see a guy that big on a major league mound. The guy's like 6'7", 260, for God's sake. He's, and, he's, he's, and he throws like 112 miles an hour. It's great. Yeah, he's, he's bigger than most NFL linebackers. It's insane. Um, and this guy can go out there and pump 100-mile-an-hour fastballs all day. So uh, glad he got to see some big league action. Uh, hope that it's sooner rather than later that we see him again. Um, but yeah, uh, so, so we, Hi, got, Walter. yep, there he is making another appearance. Yes. Uh, but he, yeah, he, he's, he's our mascot. He's got to make an appearance on the, on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Meanwhile, the, the puppy Hudson is sitting behind me, uh, quiet as a church mouse. Look at uh, him. <laughs> the big boy. Uh, but yeah, 10 to eight loss to the Red Sox, followed by a 10 to eight loss to the Red Sox. We are on yet another skid going into a four game set with the St. Louis Cardinals. So who are you going to call to put on the mound to stop a skid? That's right. Charlie Morton. Trust the Morton pitcher, man. Carries a no hitter into the seventh inning. Pitches deep into the eighth, goes seven and two-thirds innings, allowing no earned runs, only three hits, striking out seven, and walking nobody. Through the seventh inning, the only base runners Charlie had allowed were two early hit-by-pitches. This was... This might have been Charlie's best start of his entire career. Um, It was certainly light years beyond what I ever expected him to do this season. Especially Uh, against a lineup that includes the likes of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. uh, Yeah, it was a, it was quite the performance to say the least. Um, Charlie Morton's six and three on the year. Yeah, he's, 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 he's looking good. He's had a, he's strung together a couple of good starts. Um, Really hoping we can see this out of him uh, consistently moving forward, but you know, uh, we're we're kind of in a position right now where we'll take what we can get, and this was certainly a good one. Four to nothing. I mean, you know, it, it's fun to have games like that where pitching just takes over that to a point that you're not even really concerned about, you know, kind of a low run total um, because they've got it. Like, they are on the mound. They are cruising. And it, was, it was it was a nail biter going into the bottom of the fifth. Uh, it was still yeah. nothing, nothing in the bottom of the fifth before the Braves tacked on one in the fifth, two in the sixth, and one in the seventh, uh, and that was the final. But um, but yeah, uh, you know the offense did everything it needed to do, uh, and we got a a great pitching performance. Um, followed, you know, uh, Luke Jackson came in, closed out the inning that uh, Charlie got pulled. And Will Smith uh, pitched a pitched a, a, a perfect ninth, and and that's really all you can ask. Uh, and I'll also add. Uh oh. I'll also add since I've Uh-oh. been Alex. What? Yes. Vanderbilt just took the lead over Arizona. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, speaking of college baseball, how did shut up? Shut up! Shut up! What did the Wolfpack do? 
cheated. They cheated. They cheated. It's a conspiracy. It's it's remarkable that they were able to pull out a win today, given that that the NCAA is is you know actively trying to keep them from winning things. They're the luckiest damn school in the ACC. And we've got uh, a damn Irish team in in our conference for all sports but one. So it doesn't make any sense. But but yeah, to to take it back to the Braves. As critical as I've been of Will Smith uh, at times this season, I, I got to give credit where credit is due. Um, I I've been saying all year that this guy cannot pitch in non-save situations, uh, and this this he did it! for at least a day proved me wrong. Pitched a perfect ninth in a non-save situation against you a like, pretty darn good team. Did you halfway expect him to allow like a solo homer to start out the inning? Like, did you expect him to just groove a fastball for a home run? Uh, no comment. You did. No comment. You did. All right, so. so tell, tell us about what happened last night, because I missed all all the boogaloo. I, I missed all the fun Friday evening. Yes, so uh, so the Braves got to uh, got to face old friend Carlos Martinez. Oh, he he says in uh, in an incredibly uh, sarcastic tone uh, because we hate Carlos Martinez. Um, uh, Carlos Martinez is second only to Yadier Molina on my list of most hated Cardinals. Um, but yeah, so uh, Carlos Martinez gets the start for the Cardinals. Goes three innings, allows <clears throat> eight earned runs. Uh, only striking out three, but walking four. Meanwhile, Maximus Freed goes seven innings full, allowing only one earned run, striking out six, and walking two. A fantastic game. Back-to-back incredible starts from huh. uh, from from Freed and Morton there. One uh, could almost say it is Max Freed season. Max Freed season. Hey, teespring.com slash store slash chatting average podcast. Get you a t-shirt. Even you even beat the segue on that one. That was impressive. I did. Uh, the the top of the order had a fantastic game, which is good to see because we we've kind of been waiting for for the top of the order to break out. Uh, had a two for five night with an RBI from Freddie. Had a three for five night with three RBIs from Ozzy. Cleanup hitter Abraham Almonte. Goes one for four with an RBI. Austin Riley goes one for three with two RBIs and a walk. So I, I mean, that's that's gotta love it. You know, you got we got starting pitching. We got we've got uh, we got offense. Um, and uh, this is even worse than the game before for people. I have to give credit to. Jacob Webb comes in and pitches a perfect ninth. Sorry, he walked somebody. It wasn't a perfect ninth. But <laughs> but uh, pitches the ninth inning, allowing no hits. Goodness gracious. And then he got sent back down today. Thank God. Goodness. <laughs> Your... <laughs> Your hatred for him knows no bounds. I can't stand Jacob Webb. I don't think he belongs in a major league uniform. <laughs> I can't stand I God, it's, make it's honestly him gone. hilarious. Please make him gone. Um, but yeah, 
So, you know, Braves lose the two to the uh, to the, the Red Sox and then bounce right back and win two against the Cardinals. Uh, unfortunately, today being Saturday and we are recording, there's no baseball game today because it is garbage weather outside. So what does that mean for the Braves? Well, that means that tomorrow on Father's Day Sunday, there is scheduled to be a doubleheader against the Cardinals. Now that doesn't uh-huh. that doesn't necessarily seem newsworthy. Why is it newsworthy? Because the following day in New York City they have a doubleheader scheduled against the Mets. So the Braves have to get have to have doubleheaders on back-to-back days in different cities. It's a conspiracy. They're all out to get us. And, um, <clears throat> Alex. Cam. Who is it that we got to face on Monday? So tomorrow on Sunday, the first game of the doubleheader is scheduled to be Bryce Wilson taking on Adam Wainwright. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Okay, so I was right about Bryce coming back up. Cool. You were. So, yeah. and then uh, and then for the late game, the first game's a 2:10 start. Second game's going to be a 7 o'clock start on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball with Drew Smiley facing off against Kwang Young Kim. I don't know much yeah. about him. Let's take a look at his stats. He's rocking a 3.72 ERA this season and a 1 and 4 record. Awesome. Uh lefty out of South Korea. 32 years old. He's a pretty big guy. Could probably get some heat on the ball. Um, that's about all I know about him. He's going to no hit us. Hey, probably is ah, that you're, you're joking the, because the no hitter actually comes in the next game at 5, 10 PM on Monday in New York city. Ian Anderson is taking the hill up against Jacob deGrom. That's uh. as we talked about last week, this will be when the Braves have to face DeGrom in a seven-inning game. Huh. I, there's there's still a slight chance that maybe he's not a he's not ready to start Monday, maybe. I mean, I don't I, I, I don't root for injuries, but just, you know, just out of an abundance of caution, the Mets, maybe maybe he gets the poops. Maybe per, yeah, maybe he gets a bad case of the poops. You never know. Um, but, but I think just to be on the safe side, the Mets should really push him back to, let's say Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. Um, so we have no scheduled starters for the second game of the Monday doubleheader against New York. Um, rumor has it that Kyle Muller might actually get the start in the second game. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how he does getting a fresh start in the game rather than being thrown in to mop up duty uh, behind a bad start like he was last time. So it uh, should be pretty interesting there. Uh, then on Tuesday, we are, uh, we're still in New York City with a 7-10 start on ESPN+. Plus. Charlie Morton's on the hill up against Marcus Stroman. Uh, on Wednesday, the New York series culminates with a 7-10 start. We know that Max Fried is on the mound for the Braves. We do not know who is on the mound for the Mets. From New York, we are traveling to Cincinnati. We have no scheduled starter for the Thursday game. It's a 7-10 start. Uh, we do know that 
Tony Santillan is Santillan? Santillan. Is that Santillan? Santillan is starting for the uh, for the Reds. Um, you know, just don't really know a ton about the Reds right now, uh, but we'll learn pretty quick. Friday, we got the 7-10 start with Drew Smiley going up against Vladimir Gutierrez. Sure. Uh, on Saturday, we've got a 4-10 start, Ian Anderson against Luis Castillo. And on Sunday, Charlie Morton is back on the hill against another name I don't know how to pronounce, Tyler M- Male. Male. Mahali. Mall. Mall. Male. Mall. It's probably male. I don't know. Uh, Man. So, so on the. and I are going to have a lot of games to talk about. Next thank week. God I'm not going to be on this episode. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> that is. Uh, for the next episode, that there is. There is no way I'm watching <laughs> all of these. That is 10 games to recap. <laughs> There's no way. There is no way. Jeff, I'm sorry. No, there's no way. There's no way. We are reviewing it. 10 games next week. Show. It's the show. I mean, we'll, we'll do the show, but it might not be your show. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be listening intently next week like the uh, like the rest of y'all. This is going to be the first time I get to listen to the Chatting Average podcast without participating in it. Yeah, uh, man. That's going to be great. That's going to do it for this week for the Braves. But there is one thing that we haven't done in a little while that it's time to bring back. We haven't done our voicemail segment for a while, Cam. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a thing. That's a thing. And and go figure, uh, we got a voicemail from, uh, from, from someone we know quite well. So let's take a listen. Oopsie, whoopsie. Not sure which one. I guess it's oopsie. Either way, Cam, I appreciate you having enough faith in me that I had the potential game in high school that a oopsie was even possible. (laughs) Um, It wasn't because my game was not there. Jeffrey. Uh, Not sure if I ever had a game, but... Anyway, I, I was called out for not calling into the show in quite a while. And honestly, I didn't know this was still a thing because I haven't heard others call into the show <laughs> in recent episodes. So um, I feel like I'm being kind of unfairly called. But anyway, um, just doing my civic duty to uh, give the call line a little workout. Looking forward to hosting in a few weeks with Cam, co-hosting, excuse me, with uh, Cam. And, uh, yeah, I agree. I think we're going to get a lot of bourbon, uh, cigar, uh, maybe some golf talk. Uh, I can assure you there will not be a lot of wrestling talk because I know nothing beyond the years of The Rock and uh, Stone Cold. Uh, I probably know. We're going to change that. My way through a conversation, but not enough to actually carry a conversation. But anyway, uh, just making sure this line still worked. Um, So if anybody's listening, to this show, then you know that the line is still open and available for calls. Anyway, I will talk to you all later. See ya. That, of course, is friend of the show, Mr. Jeff Donahue, who you guys can hear co-hosting with Cam next week 
And uh, let me just tell you that, Jeff, if your knowledge of wrestling is limited to the years when The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin were were active, um, that's that's like a solid 13 to 15 hours of material for Cam. Just, oh, I just have, I have so much to teach Jeff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, like, and, and Jeff... Jeff fairly calling us out in return because we, uh, you know, voicemails have have been down lately, haven't gotten a ton of them. So we we kind of it went by the wayside. And if uh, you noticed that Jeff referenced uh, calling or host hosting the show in a couple of weeks and not in a week, um, it is because we totally didn't notice that Jeff called into the show Ooh. last week. <laughs> hey, what 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 else you got in that voicemail folder? Who else have we missed? Um, I I I actually do have one more. Oh no. <laughs> um, uh from oh god, this one's from May 31st. I'm so sorry you guys. Who's it from? Uh, Who's it from? Uh, it is from the Blind Donkey Runner. Oh. Yeah, let's play let's it. See what he was talking about. Yes! God, I missed that. This is the Blind Donkey Runner. You guys were talking about track on the podcast this week, and I happily have to mention that I was a discus thrower in high school and middle school. I also ran the distance races. It was kind of odd having the stick of a distance runner then walking over to the discus circle and throwing discus. But I, I managed. Um, I wasn't ever good. But I really enjoyed the technique and the challenge of throwing discus. It wasn't just a brute strength of an activity. It was technique and skill, which oh yeah, I had some of, but everybody else was just way stronger and way bigger than I was, so they could throw it farther. But I enjoyed it. Just thought I'd mention that. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. This is the Blind Donkey Runner. Out. Man, old yeah. friend of the show, John. I'm Love trying it. to remember back to the episode that he had listened to when he left that voicemail. Um, I, I, I remember. Did you throw discus? No, you were shot put. We were both shot put. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I did some discus, and we, we talked about that for a little bit. I believe that was the Vilkeman episode. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Because gotcha. we, we were talking about our high school days, Alex. <laughs> Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I'm going to use this as an, as an opportunity to, uh, to plug something for, for our friend, John there, the blind donkey runner. Uh, I believe he has actually started his own podcast. So go check out the blind donkey pod. Uh, you can find, uh, you can find him at blind donkey pod on Twitter. Uh, and, and go give that a listen. Uh, John's a great dude. And, uh, and I'm sure he's, uh, he's going to have some great episodes coming, coming soon from, uh, from the podcast there. Absolutely. Cool stuff, man. But yeah, for uh, for Cam Matthews, I'm Alex. I'll see y'all in two weeks, but Cam will see you next week for another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast. Bye! With that, we've reached the end of the show. If you want to connect with the show, you can contact us via text or voicemail at 678-242-9408 or on Twitter at Average Chatting. 
If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash chatting average. We'll see you all next week on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast.